Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Cinema Sommelier. I am Gary T. Moore. And I'm Zachary Wasileski, and today we're here to talk about the 2018 movie, Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name was a Hanukkah movie, is why we chose this one. Um, (laughs) Very loosely Hanukkah-based, but it's a movie, it's got Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer, and a whole... A uh, slew of people who are also fantastic, but it basically follows those two people. Uh, Timothy Chalamet plays a teenage boy. Um, it's like a coming of age story for him. Him and his family live in Italy, or at least are vacationing or vacation in Italy. Time in Italy. Uh, and then Army Hammer comes in as Timothy Chalamet's father's grad student, um, and they are like art history, like very fine classy people um Mm -hmm. so it basically follows timothy chalamet coming into his sexuality i would say um in in his interests in boys uh or a a mix of he doesn't really know what he's into um but he finds army hammer pretty attractive uh and army hammer eventually reciprocates that attraction towards a young Timothy Chalamet, which no one can really blame either of them. Either, yeah, yeah. So, but before we move on and before we say how any of this movie ends, spoiler alerts, this movie isn't that old, but no. there will be spoilers and there will be things that you, like, you'd rather see before we explain it to you. Um, mm-hmm. Peach would be the code word for we're going oh. to explain something that you got to witness. So yes, yes. But is there anything that I missed? Any, I guess we could just start going into those key scenes. Yeah, let's just, oh, okay. Yeah, um, first off, this was not a Hanukkah movie at all. <laughs> Hanukkah came in, I, I think I clocked it at two hours and three minutes into this movie. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's one of the very last like scenes of the movie. And I mean, then they were Jewish, though. They and were it Jewish. it did play a pretty big role in the movie, I guess. True. Not a, I don't think it was a huge role. It was really that I just remember it being where he's like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of an outsider because where I come from, there aren't a lot of people like me. And so they just had that bonding relationship over that. And then the necklace. And he eventually what, puts on the necklace after he sees Army Hammer wearing it and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. So this takes place in what? 1983 in Italy. Um, I thought that I th- it was shot beautifully. The whole thing. It's like I think I described it to Rachel as like it's like you're watching a book. Yeah. If that makes Which sense. Which it was, technically. Yeah, yeah, I mean I get that. But it feels like it. Because right. everything, everything is like small baby scene, let's go swimming. Small yep. baby scene, let's have a meal. You know, it's like it's very Yeah. No, for sure. I think the artistry of this movie it and they almost had to with how the book was written. I, I mean, I never read the book, so I won't say that I did. But with how it, it's written in this almost just like artistic and like, I, I mean, I said the word classy. Classy might not be the best word that I can come up with to describe it. But but it is like it has this like higher thought process type. Yes. of. It's like a graduate level film. Yeah. 
Right. So I, I almost in watching it was like I could tell that this book was written in a way that was just like very sophisticated and elegant and dinner parties, like all sorts of things like that, which I'm just like, I don't live in that world. Like, nope, nope. let me warm up some chicken nuggets for dinner. Like, I'm happy with that. <laughs> right. This is like Italy classy drinking wine and eating Nutella croissants for breakfast. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not living in that world. And everybody's smoking. and <laughs> Exactly. Mm, like literally, I believe everybody in this movie smokes. Every yeah. single person. For sure. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, maybe that's an Italian thing. But I mean, they live on like this like fruit orchard. I don't even know if orchards, a villa. I don't know. So they, it's, they're like it's gorgeous, fr- whatever fruit off of trees and just like juice, like dripping off of them as they're eating. It's just... It's erotic and classy and all sorts of combos. I felt a little guilty watching this movie at some point. I uh, made the mistake and tried to watch a little bit of it on my lunch break. Nope. (laughs) Shut it down. Shut (laughs) it down. It was the second half of the movie. Uh, I won't go into that now, but Jesus. Um, Yeah. Timothy Chalamet in this movie, and we've done a Timothy Chalamet movie now with Dune, but he this is the, i mean this is the first movie i've ever heard that he was in like i'm sure he was in more things but this is like the big one like this yeah. set him apart this and lady bird he was in both of those in 2018 and i think both of those were nominated for best picture so like this was the year of timothy chalamet yeah uh, and his coming out if i can say that while talking about <laughs> call me by your name um but he was just fantastic like he had this like awkward shy like I mean, he was in two coming of age movies. He was in Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird. Both of those were kind of, he played two different roles in both of those. Yeah. And then you have the Army Hammer coming in, who's just this like big, like takes up space in the room and is just like everyone's paying attention to him and like, oh, look at what he's doing. Just the dynamic between the two coming together in this like love story, I suppose, was fantastic. It, it just was really captivating. It was. It was. I will say it was a bit. It caught me a bit off guard because it was like, you know, Timothy Chalamet is this child. He's 17. Yeah. We don't know how old Army Hammer's character is. Uh, not that there's like a – I don't think there's a big deal in, in age in life. But like when you watch it and maybe it's the size difference. Yeah. Because like Timothy Chalamet is clearly like a baby. And yeah. then Army Hammer is in grad school. He's cut. He's chiseled. Um. And he's, um, you know, a significant amount of of years older. Yeah. And then, like, you see this awkward kind of like, like a, a a back and forth. Like, okay, are, is anything gonna happen? Is is what is what's going on? Right. Like and you then, could tell, you could tell the stages of like them coming together. Of like, I I mean, the awkwardness. Like, I put myself back in like old old zach where i'm just like awkward shy i don't know who i am zach and it's just like oh he just touched my shoulder i'm like oh i don't know how to react to that like that sort of thing where i'm just like this feels a little uncomfortable like i don't know how i should feel about this it was like a very lolita-esque of like there's a love dynamic here but you're like should there be like is this really like yeah the aged it, it does feel very different like there are two very different in my eyes stages of life oh of course the shy awkwardness coming into yourself and then the i'm here like this is me i'm loud i'm expressive they're just different but then too i think you also have you 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 kind of find out and you see throughout the film that that army hammer also doesn't right. as confident as he is 
doesn't kind of really know who he is unless that's exactly right. who he is. Unless, you know, unless that's just him. And it's it's so confusing and frustrating because, I don't know, by that time I was like, okay, cool. You're going to do something. This isn't just a summer romance. Oh, it's just a summer romance. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, it makes you feel bad for the investment and that first, you know, that first teenage heartbreak, yep. we'll say, that Timothy Chalamet's character feels. And it's like, ah, I feel so bad for you. And then that last scene, I know we're skipping all around, but that last scene where he's just staring at the camera, just engulfing all of these emotions and the credits are rolling, but you feel it. And it's just, Jesus Christ, Timothy yeah, Chalamet. No. I, I mean, um, I wrote I wrote a review of this on my Letterboxd app, and like this isn't me promoting my Letterboxd app, but I thought that it like kind of summed up everything that I thought of this movie. Like it has its slow moments. It's this like slow burn build love story. It's a, it's pretty slow. Yeah. And, like in terms of Timothy Chalamet in this movie, he shows his like nude butt first, then he puts on a pair of Army Hammer shorts and dry humps the bed, then. He has sex with a peach. We'll get into that scene later, I'm sure. And then he just sits in front of the camera, just like full face on the camera and just goes through this like wide spectrum of sadness coming to terms Mm -hmm. with what has happened at the end of the movie. And I'm like, just the range that Timothy Chalamet has to play in this and just the focus being on him for the entirety of it is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, when they were when they were working on the film, uh, I believe my my Amazon told me this because I, I rented it from Amazon. Um, it was like, yeah, the director often had to separate them <laughs> during like scenes when they're like rolling in the grass, and I'm just like, uh, wow, okay. So they they actually Army and uh, Timothy Chalamet both talked about this a lot in their interviews when this was coming out as well, where their first like makeout scene that they had to have was actually the only scene that they like rehearsed ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because the yeah. director came in and said, all right, we're going to have a rehearsal. Everyone meet, meet here. And so they're like, okay. And then they're like open to page 62. And they're like, oh crap. Like we know what page 62 is. Like we've got to get into this now. Um, and then he basically just told them like, just go into it like hard, like just make out, be super passionate. And then, they started making out and he just walked away. He was just like, cool. And like, no one told them like they had to like physically make them stop because yeah, and it, like, they, yeah. like they were just so good. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a method acting yeah. at its finest, I guess. I guess so. Jesus. I mean, it's yeah. And it was, it was so, it was a, you said this earlier, it was a very slow burn. And I, I think our, our, our seven viewers or listeners know that, I'm not much of a slow burn guy. I don't, I I will say all it, I don't want to like give my ending notes, but like, I will say I appreciated this movie. Yeah. I, 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 I thought it was very, very well shot. What are my notes? That it was very well shot. Uh, I thought it had great, great costumes um, that fit very perfectly. Um, I put Italy is hella lazy. Um, because it was like, read a book, sit at the thing, go to the, go to the lake. They did that while they were even filming it. Like while they were in Italy, they actually took the relaxing times at night and they're like, oh, let's go get some gelato. And like, they weren't, it feels like they weren't on like a hard press deadline, which put them in that almost just like summer villa getaway kind of mood in the movie itself. So like, I, I think that like that was also 
it was well done with how Italy was meant to be interpreted there. I mean, yeah, and if I mean, if you're looking at it, let's say you have the whole cast and crew, which the cast was what I don't know. I mean, besides the extras at the party scene, probably a, a solid 10, 12 people, maybe. Yeah. And then the crew members, they could have literally, I don't know if they did or not. I didn't do the research on this part, but they could have literally lived on that villa like yeah. the entire summer and just shot when they wanted to shoot. I don't. Right. I mean, that could have very well happened. And that was very well captured in the movie. I read somewhere that Luca Guadagno, however you pronounce the director, um, he actually wanted to buy the villa that they filmed it on, but then the like the production team was just like, "That's this is a mistake. Like you're just in this right now, and you're feeling really good about it because this movie's going well. Like don't do that. Don't make that mistake." But like, yeah, to your point, yeah, like it, it just really it became a summer vacation, even though they were all working and they were all, I mean, doing phenomenally at what they were asked to do to make yeah. a movie. It yeah, it was it was fantastic. Like everything about it. And I, with that slow burn, with having half the movie as like establishing shots, half the movie right. is like, you know, uh, setting up what was going to happen next and very little dialogue, I feel. Um, I, I think that it, it perfectly puts you in that mood to where, yes, you were watching it, but you weren't bored. You know, like I was watching it and I was like, this is intense. I'm not bored. But what, two hours and 12 minutes is a little bit, a little bit long of a time. It was. I mean, and I feel like they even had those artistic shots. Like there's the scene where Timothy Chalamet is like waiting like in bushes for Army Hammer's character to come meet him. And it just like it just wants to be this very artistic sort of movie. And I think it is. But it's also like one of those for for someone like me as an average movie viewer, as much as I still watch movies, it's like, I don't really care about this. Like, Oh, you filmed it on 35 millimeter. And then this light bleeding coming in, which made it feel this like ethereal type. I like, it's just, I don't care. Like it, it was one of those, like, it doesn't need to be this, but I feel like the movies vibe in and of itself did need that. Like, that's just what this movie was, which kind of like, for me, it's different. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like, there's a little bit of pretentiousness in this movie. It like tiptoes the yes. line. Yeah. Still say it's more artistic than it is pretentious, but it, it's definitely close at times. There were times where I was just like rolling my eyes like, oh, okay. Very true. Yeah. Speaking of that, were there any points in the movie where you were just like, mm, maybe not. Maybe that was a bad choice or maybe you shouldn't do that. I mean, like as much as I love it now, like there were times when they were saying things I'm like, it just seems cheesy or like it seems just too much, like too over the top. Like when he puts on Army Hammer's shorts and is like dry humping the bed, like I talked about that, like that was one of the things that I'm like going back to it. I'm like, yeah, like it was fun. And like it made the movie as lustful as it was. But in watching it, I'm like, oh, this is that type of like you just need to know going into this movie, like this movie is going to go a lot. It's going to be very extreme in that lust avenue. Like not even like a love story. Like No, it's it's all lust. It, it, it is lust. Yeah, I think the whole thing is lust, yeah. right? And it, and it encapsulates that. There was one part near the end where they were in, um, I forgot where, what city they were in, but it's when they both had a little vacation at the very end of the movie. Um, a vacation from all the hard work. <laughs> uh, there was a part, uh, I, I guess they had done some illegal activities. And um, Timothy Chalamet threw up. And then you see Army Hammer kiss him. And I'm just like, I'm like, 
I wish you had shown like him eating gum or like washing his mouth out. He just went for it. And I'm just like, nope. Nope, I have the nope. same exact note where I'm just like, ew, he vomited and then he kissed him? Like, no, 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 no. That's too much for me. <laughs> I literally put, he just kissed throw up mouth. <laughs> it, was... it, it shows, like, that's this type of movie, though. Like, this is the type of movie where, like, and I'll get into my artistic analysis here. This movie plays off of, like the whole like Greek philosophies of every person was born with four arms, four legs, two heads, and like Zeus separated them and they're just looking for their soulmate. Like it plays off of like the soulmate factor, right? And like they go into the history. I mean, his dad is like this old classical art. He like found it in a lake at some point. And they were like, oh, this is like it beyond me, beyond my knowledge. Yeah. But this kind of plays off of that soulmate. No matter what you do, once you find them, you never leave them. Like you're, you're always going to be connected to them. True. So no matter if you vomit, like you still love them. You still want them. You still want to be as close to them as you can be. And like that's kind of what I chalk it up to. Because there were a lot of times in this movie where I was just like, I don't know about that. I love my wife, but I am not <laughs> going to open mouth kiss her as soon as she vomits. I mean, it's not going to happen. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. But like, the, that's what this movie plays off of. And it plays that's off true. of that like all or nothing, we're in this together type of relationship. Yeah. And I mean, it, and it does it very well. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Um, just the journey, the uh, like we mentioned earlier, the journey that you you take with, with both of these characters, more so Timothy Chalamet. Right. You go from like, oh, I'm interested in her to maybe I'm not, to maybe who's this guy? And maybe like, what if this is an every summer thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if this is, I don't get that feeling that it is. Right. But like, but like, you know, they say at the end of the movie that they're looking for uh, next year's army hammer and it's a girl this time. And like, maybe, maybe it happens every summer, you know, I don't know. But then you also get that monologue beautifully done by the dad at the end of the movie, which is like, wait, so everybody has these feelings. Everybody right. kind of goes through the exact same thing because his dad knew what he was going through. And it's like, so you went through the same thing, but you're, you know, you see that you're in this, this happy, loving marriage now and you, you're successful. And so is it saying that maybe it's just a phase or is saying that just Army Hammer was a phase that's, you know, or is it like maybe it's just a summer romance that, you're always going to be connected to like I, what was the main goal of that monologue as beautifully crafted and executed as it was? I, I mean, I think if I were to chalk up my favorite parts of that movie, anytime that Michael Stuhlbarg said anything like it, it just happened to be this just like deep thought provoking thing. And like, again, if we're, if we're talking the year that Timothy Chalamet had, and it, it, this was 2017, it, it was Oscars 2018. So apologies for that. But he was in th- three movies that I know of in 2017. He was in this movie. He was in Shape of Water, and he was in The Post. All three of those movies were nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture. So, like, he also had a phenomenal year. Yeah. His monologue, I guess you could say, at the very end yeah. of the movie where he's talking about, like, I wish I had that. Like, it, it goes back to that love story. He's just like, I know how you're feeling right now, and I know that this sucks. But it's better to have this feeling and know that you experience something. You experience something so deep and so yeah emotional 
that it's making you feel this way. I wish I like could go back to that feeling because I've, I mean, at this point he's been married for however number, number of years. Like it, it yeah. just, it, it changes. You don't have that type of lust anymore in, and I just think that it's just so moving. I love love. I mean, I think who, who doesn't, right? Of course. Of so course. it's just like, it, it, it gives you hope. It gives you this like, yeah, like it's good. It's good to be heartbroken sometimes. It's good to be, to have the ups and have the downs because you know that you have the ups and you know that that was yeah. what it was all about. And it's, and it's the fact that you're still feeling, right. you know, right. him being what, 17, he has, it, it's almost like his dad saying, you're going to go through more. Right. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's great that you're going through this because it happened to you, you know, yep. um, but you're going to go through more. Right. Uh, and I think that's very important and very, very, you know, crucial um, to this. But yeah, that whole monologue, I was watching it and, and I do this as an actor and as a teacher. I, I watch when I watch shows and something goes on and I can tell that it's it's forming into a monologue. I'm like, do I need to memorize this piece? Like, is this is <laughs> awesome. this my next is this my next audition piece or whatever? And I was watching it. And I'm like, Jesus, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. Like, and for that to just hook you, for that to, you know, for, for everything else that was going on the screen, going on on the screen, Timothy Chalamet's journey through his emotions and like, you know, opening up to his dad and everything, but his dad having all the words and it's just like, wow, you're just, you're, you're focused on every word that he's saying, witnessing Timothy Chalamet's journey. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. It was, it was powerful. It was very well done. And I feel like he had that he had that several times in the movie. And like there's I mean, there's even like him and and uh, Timothy Chalamet's mom in the movie who when they were reading through the like, like it's kind of when they had this like, oh, we know what's happening a little bit of mm-hmm. like the oh, they're just friends. And like, would you rather say something or not say something like leading to Timothy Chalamet's character having that thought of like, oh, man, maybe I should tell him like, what would you do? And he's like, he plays that timid, shy teenager type who's yeah. just like I don't know if I have the courage and I, I'm not brave enough to speak up in that moment of having those emotions so it's just like it shows the progress that he made especially when he had that scene where he finally sort of says like oh I, I think you know what I'm trying to tell like he has that like awkward bumbling like I think you know what I'm trying to say to you right now about how I feel and who I'm talking about and what's happening here and it's just it, it was just beautiful I, I mean I, I loved it yeah, and, it, and it's such a great juxtaposition from what happens earlier to where he's just so open yeah. with with his dad about like, hey, I was going to sleep with her last night. Right. Uh, I, he said it a little more crass than that, but um, he's like, I was, I was going, I almost slept with her last night, and I'm like, yep. at 17, at at 33, I would never just be like, yeah. hey, mom, hey, dad, guess what. I almost hit that last night. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's like, oh, and then but it's it's almost like he was compensating for like, let me tell you this so it'll distract from how I'm feeling about this and all that kind of stuff, which is beautifully beautifully right. played. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very, very nicely done. That that first half of the movie, the the cat and mouse play leading into this like will they, won't they and like is he gonna tell him to like once they tell him and then it just turns into just straight up just lust and soulmate hot and bothered stuff. I feel like we have to get into the peach scene. We have to talk about just like, 
I knew about the scene going into this movie. It's the only part about this movie that I knew. I don't think I knew the rest of this. What was your initial thought as that scene was approaching and as he decided to have sex with the peach? So we're going to have to put a stronger rating on this episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was watching it and I'm just like, okay, I, like I see him at first. I thought he was in his regular bedroom. I'm like, okay, nothing will really happen. And then I slowly started to realize, oh, he's in the upstairs room where he took the girl earlier and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, why is he throwing the peach pits out? Why is, oh, and then like, you see him like, like start to think about it. Like, you know, the, the juice is dripping and he's like feeling out how it's going to feel. And I'm like, he's, he's not going to do this. Someone's going to interrupt and it's going to be a whatever. And then he does it. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Okay. This is that movie. Like, this is when you were like, I can't, I can't watch any more of this at lunch while I'm at work. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm just like, uh, okay, this is, and then, and then it's there. And honestly, that didn't, oddly enough, that didn't bother me that much. I'm like, Okay, so he did that. Cool. cool. Then he sits it there, and then later, and then later, when when Army Hammer comes in and he he notices he notices, and then he tastes some of it. Uh huh. I'm just like that's too far. That's, that's it, it turned a bit Fifty Shades for me. A little when bit. Yeah. Not there, and I was just like, this feels. Like a lot. And I, I get that it's in the book and the book is probably way more erotic I can than imagine. the movie. It's, yeah. But I was just like, this is not what I was expecting to see in this. Like this scene just turned me into just like a, oh, I feel like this is inappropriate. Like I shouldn't be here yeah, for this. It kind of, it's like, yeah. I can't watch this. I, this is a child. Of course he's not. He's <laughs> he's a child right. was of age. But I'm like, I can't, this is, what, what is, what is happening but then it's like it's like, do I need to finish watching this to to gain story? And and it was just yes, it was it was train it was it was an artistic train wreck. Yes, of a scene. <laughs> it certainly which was. was just un- unexpected. Uh, 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 but speaking of unexpected, we're going to flip that on its ear and go to expected. Let's go to our like one minute rant and then straight into the rating. You wanna you wanna go first on this bad boy? Yeah, why not? All right, so this movie, I again, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew the loose things about it. I didn't know it was in Italy last episode, so I guess I'm learning a lot about this movie as as I watched it. We talked about the artistry, the pretentiousness, the the deep thought provoking. I feel like for a common movie viewer, this movie might not be the one that you want. For somebody yeah. who wants to go into something very deep and emotional and like if you're ha- like if you're going through like a bad breakup or something and you really just want like something just to suck you in this is going to be that movie i i loved it this is this movie will have a place in my life at times not something that i really needed at this point in my life but i still think that it's a really fantastic movie and it showcases all of the actors and and actresses that are in it phenomenally so yes with that, I, I'm going to give it a high score. I mean, it's it could have won Best Picture, should have won Best Picture perhaps uh, in 2018. I'm going to give it an 89, almost Ooh. a 90. But again, it, it's a hit or miss depending on the time. 
And then as for my wine, I mean, I feel like we can both probably agree that this is just a, a peach wine. Like it, there's just no other option. It could be any Italian wine, but if it's not a peach wine, what am I doing here? Like it's got to be the erotic peach, you know? True. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. I'll do it in reverse. Yes, peach wine. I agree yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, as far as the movie goes, I, I thought it was um, beautifully written because um, it, it didn't have a ton of words in it. Beautifully shot. Um, it was such a journey for everyone involved that you see. Um, and you, you really got to know the backstory of all these people and and definitely the roller coaster of emotions for a 17-year-old, quote-unquote, Timothy Chalamet. And just dealing with, you know, unforeseen emotions and unforeseen uh, drive and connections and stuff like that. I thought, give that kid an Oscar. He deserves it. He's fantastic. I, I don't – I honestly, I don't know what I'd change about this because if you change one small thing about this movie, it's going to change the entire movie. But I thought it was gorgeous. Would I watch it again? If it was on, I'd watch it. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to watch it. Uh, I'm going to give it like, I'll give it like a 75. Okay. It was just because it was gorgeous and very powerful. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know if I would just be like, Hey, let's like, I'm never going to be like, Hey, let's, let's watch. Call me by your name. Right. No, you know, I, not- I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I yeah. also, the the music of this, we didn't mention it the entire episode, but oh the music of this was phenomenal. If Absolutely. you really like it fits so perfectly and it was so emotional. So yes. Yes. Go, go look at the music. Uh, listen to the music. It's so beautifully written and it's such a good summer score. I, I yeah. loved it. I yeah. loved it. Um, but yeah, let's get on to our, uh, away from our Hanukkah movie. <laughs> Because so many other Hanukkah choices, by the way. Um, we spun the wheel. We we did. We spun the wheel. We and didn't that's have a choice. So let's spin the wheel now and see what we get. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, fate is on our side about a Christmas movie or another holiday movie. Um, and let's go. Let's do it. And we have oh 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 okay I like this one. Um, it is uh, currently on HBO Max. Uh, it is Eight Bit Christmas. Eight Bit uh, Christmas. Eight Bit Christmas. I'm assuming uh, you haven't seen this one yet. This will be new not. for both of us. Yes, it'll be brand new for uh, I think everybody. I think so. Yeah, because it literally just came out like two days. Yeah, initial release date November twenty fourth. Uh, directed by Michael Douse. Um, I'm very excited about this. I love a good like throwback to the 80s yeah. Christmas movie. Um, I, I love a good Christmas movie. Either way, they're few and far between. I mean, there's a good chunk of them, but let's hope that this uh, holds up. Um, this says, in 1980, Chicago, a 10-year-old embarks on a quest for the last latest and greatest video game system for Christmas. So I think that's very perfect and very... Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so bring your... AC adapters and your game controllers and, and meet us on the TV. On the TV. So for Cinema Sommelier, I am Gary T. Moore. And I'm Zachary Wachaleski, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. We're never good at this. We're never, We're never good at this. At this.